Hello and welcome to Setting the Scene. I'm Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And hey, hey, wait a second, guys. I, I think we've got too many people on this uh, Zoom call. There's yeah, someone needs, someone needs to leave. Oh, wait. <laughs> I just love yes. the fact that we all spoke over each other at the exact same time. It wouldn't be the podcast if we didn't do that. I mean, that say, I mean, even before we did this on Zoom, like <laughs> we did that a lot. Ain't yeah. that the truth. Yeah. It, it was to me. Yeah. Mike, welcome. Hello. It is I, Mike. But this month, a mystery, Mike. Because oh, it's yeah. mystery month, guys. And by this month, uh, it's really like all but the first week of March and then the first week of April. Exactly. <laughs> we are not good at planning things out. But still, mystery month. Right. We, we can even call it mystery March slash April. Mystery uh, month in a week. Yeah. Hmm. So, Mike, tell us what, what is mystery March slash April or mystery month named to be decided at a later date? Well, uh, mystery mystery month. Uh, we're gonna go with mystery month. It's a little shorter that way. Okay. Uh, you didn't like mystery my month full is, name. Uh, I no, I appreciated it. It's you just, it's a lot of titles, you know, it's <laughs> semantics. Um, no, essentially, Mystery Month is uh, something that spawned, I want to say, in fall, when I, I want to say it was Doug had the idea, that I'm everyone... i positive it was Doug at the idea. It, it feels like a Doug idea, but I'm almost positive. Doug's he was idea, like, man. I, I feel like, I feel like any time we have a month that, like, is based on a gimmick, it's, it's, it's me, because I love gimmicks. I love a gimmicky month. Indeed. So Your master gimmick. of gimmicks, Doug over here said, why don't we all send Mike a movie? And then Mike got in on it. And we're not going to know what we're watching until the second we're watching it. So what's going to be happening is every single one of these five episodes of the mystery month, uh, I guess in the fifth one, you'll probably know whose movie it is. But for all the other ones, you don't know, you're coming into it blind. And the second we say it, we cut the recording, we go watch it, and then we come back. We'll All get our initial reactions to just the thought of the movie. And then we'll go watch it. Y'all, I'm so excited about this. I'm yeah, so this excited is, for it. This is fun. I like this gimmick. A so little you, bit so of you want to hear so even if I've seen it, you want to hear like a quick reaction from me? Yes, like if it is just some movie that you just dread, I, I want to hear you go. Ugh. I don't think people want to hear that, but you know, maybe I do. they do. So. And I am people, so I do. I mean, <laughs> look, of our twelve listeners that we have, three are in this Zoom call right now. I hear that's something a Dutch are looking for, so mm. I'm in for that. Uh, also true. All right. Well, uh, I guess Mike, whose week is it? That's a very good question. I'll have you all know before we get into this that uh, this month's selections have been arranged in a way that I thought would make the most sense. And you can debate and argue with me after the fact. So this week for Mystery Month, we are starting with Ben. Oh, wonderful. Ben, what are we watching tonight? <laughs> well, I am so glad that I get to do this first. Uh, we are watching the 2019 cinematic masterpiece, Dora and the Lost City of Yes! <laughs> yes! Let's go! I love this movie. Uh, this is a movie that I've wanted to do on the podcast for a long time, but never was waiting for the right moment. So when this got brought up, I was like, this is perfect. Well, so I'm not excited. Exactly, not exactly thrilled about this movie, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. That's kind of an eh movie for me. So whatever. Well, it didn't we'll really see. live up to the source material. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it. So the book was better. Well, this movie uh, is the weirdest drug trip of a movie okay, you'll ever no, see. One part it. is. One, only okay. one part is like that. Well, let's go watch it, and we'll get back to the listeners and what'll be a second for them and about two hours for us. So, See you in a see minute. You soon. Well, we have... We've done the thing. We've watched the movie. Uh, well, guys, how, how are we feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. I'm feeling great. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to expect from that movie, but I think I got it. Okay. That's, that's about how I feel. I, I, I received <laughs> what I got, and I'm processing it. So, 
right, well, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, Mike, I know you and Elijah had never seen this movie before. So what, I guess, what were your expectations coming into this? What is it you got, as you say? I, I got a film. No, I, I, um, I was told about this a little bit from Ben and from Doug a little bit, a while ago, rather. And I kind of compartmentalize it in the back of my mind. This movie's entire existence kind of just faded my memory until Ben said this was his selection. So Same. Same, I, 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 being the only one on the podcast for the next month that knows what's coming, having known this is what I was going to watch tonight, I was just like, I, I don't know what's, what's about to go down here. But I, I had fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Well, what about you? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Like, I know one of the things we're going to talk about in this episode is who the heck was the target audience of this friggin' movie? Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't know that going into it, but that's normal. It's weird to come out the, the end of it and still not know. Okay. But I definitely went into it thinking like, is this a kid's movie? I don't know that it is. And then it was a Nickelodeon movie. And I thought, well, I guess it is. <laughs> and we watched it. And I was like, no. Nobody some moments they're just like, this this shouldn't be a kid's movie. <laughs> I have my theories about that, but I'm sure we'll get okay. to it. Me too. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But before we do, Doug, give us the facts. Oh, shoot. I do need to give you the facts. I have them pulled up. Just give me like two seconds. Okay. So um, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Goodness. Uh, This movie came out, as Ben said uh, previously, in 2019. uh, And it stars... Hold on. I for real haven't pulled up. It's just for some reason it's being weird with me um it stars isabella merced uh jeff Wahlberg, uh michael pena nicholas coombe uh eugenio i'm very sorry i'm so sorry for mispronouncing names uh eugenio derbez eva longoria madeline madden danny freaking trejo benicio del toro tamora morrison um and you know it 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 has some other people in there uh directed by james bobin or bobin again very sorry for mispronouncing uh names uh and ratings wise this movie has a 6.1 out of 10 on the imdb and 85 percent on rotten tomatoes a three out of five on common sense media and a 73 percent on the google i should also say that uh i was looking up this movie and another statistic came up for a website called Fatherly, in which a uh, dad rates uh, or uh, scores and rates uh, kids' movies, and he gave this movie the rating of "Do not watch it." Um, I kid you not; that was the rating he gave it. Money-wise, this movie was made on a budget of forty-nine million dollars, and it grossed one hundred nineteen million dollars. And I just want to say this. I laughed harder in this movie than I have laughed watching a movie in several months. Um, so I, I would certainly agree with that. And, you know, you know, it's been said that Ben and I, Ben, Tristan and I watched this movie while it was in theaters. Um, and for some strange reason, I have seen it a couple times since then. But good Lord. Good Lord, I died laughing watching this movie. Now, I definitely don't think it's the funniest movie I've seen in months, but I did laugh multiple times. This movie was funnier than I thought it was going to be going into it. So I'm pleasantly surprised, to be honest. I do feel I should preface that by saying that I haven't watched that many comedies uh, in the last uh, two months. Um yeah i've i've watched one comedy in the last two months and it was not as funny as this but um but yeah tour in the lost city of gold y'all what the heck what entirely is the uh, okay so so my my pet theory just to put it out there is i know there was a i believe it was college humor yeah. or it might have been funny or die yeah it was no, one college of the two. humor it's college, college humor, humor. There was a there was a YouTube channel called College Humor. I think there's still a thing, and Probably. they did a like a parody, like an adult version of Dora. But it's just kind of like a like a PG-13 or like an R-rated 
older Dora going on adventures, like kind of Indiana Jones style. So I got the sense that when they made this movie, they really wanted to do that. But Nickelodeon and whoever owns Dora, Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Dora, um, said, you can't make it this uh, hard actually, PG-13. I believe it was Mr. and Mrs. the Explorer. Okay, excuse <laughs> me. The Explorer family said, look, I get it. You want to make an aged-up Dora, but it's Dora. It can't be PG-13 or R. So this movie is this weird amalgamation of, like, how adult can we make a PG movie but then also the audience are children, kind of. I, I, it's, it's there. The movie's and, there. And, and at, the, at the same time, the movie is written with, the hum- with humor that would be appealing to people like our age. Mm-hmm. Like, like people in their uh, early to mid-20s um, who probably grew up with the show, but just enjoy like really random humor. Um, which granted I also work with kids so random humor is like a thing that they also like but anyway um, yeah goodness this movie it's like if it's like bad Pixar (laughs) it's like they can blend all ages and this is like it's here I mean some of these jokes are ostensibly for six-year-olds and then the other ones are for 25-year-olds but they're back-to-back they happen at the same time yeah so (laughs) well I was also texting Mikey during this and I was like I, I don't know if this movie I was like is this I was thinking is this for kids or is this for adults or is this for like people who watched Dora like I couldn't it seemed that what they were trying to do to me was they were trying to appeal to kids like like 10 year olds I don't know people who younger I guess seven year olds who are watching Dora you know now and but also like 20 20 year olds or 20 somethings who did watch dora you know and they had both both things in there but it like half worked for people like me i guess i didn't watch dora but i'm of the age range to like get these jokes and i mean it's almost like yeah mike's right like they just didn't go as far as they should have not like uh, not like i expected like dirtiness or anything i'm i'm just talking like it's almost like they were they just they just like got to the edge and then just like stopped before going over and they just looked down it's like why don't you just jump some you know just go to the next just take one more step (laughs) this this movie also has a really weird relationship with the 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 dora canon as if you will the legacy of dora the explorer herself because you have like these moments where they're trying to poke fun at it like oh dora talks to camera and in this universe talking to camera is talking to no one so wouldn't that be funny like oh she'll grow out of it that sort of thing but then i think something that perfectly encapsulate encapsulates how little of an understanding this movie has of itself is at the very beginning Dora's running around and she pulls out a camera and she talks to that literal camera and she's like can you say blah 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 and it's like okay haha and then literally 30 seconds later she deadpans the actual camera that we're looking at and then says something and it's like what what's Um, going on contextually within the laws of the film I don't understand the the exact line the exact line that she says when she uh when she just looks dead at the camera is um can you say neurotoxicity (laughs) yeah yes and it's like uh, if you're gonna pick elaine pick the okay she's talking to a camera that's the bit like she has a camera or she's literally talking to us as an audience but the answer is yes and that's this film with everything is like are we going for adults or kids? I don't know. We're going for, yes. we're, we're, we're shooting stuff at the wall. <laughs> but the only time she, she looks at the camera and set and is it like, is around other people is that one time when she's with her parents, the other time she's running around the jungle. Like there's no other perspective to say that she's losing it. You know, <laughs> she just looks at the camera and who, who else is there to judge? When her and Boots are sitting there and Boots starts talking, who else is there to judge? Maybe that really okay. happened. Maybe I, it didn't. I'm, who knows? I'm willing to go down this tangent. Then why does she have a camera? And also, what's that footage for? 
Who's watching that? Who's getting the Dora vlogs? We never saw her make Not a, her followers, a, a... because she clearly has no idea about, like, how <laughs> people interact in the real world, you know? Maybe it's a video diary. I, I, I guess. guess it could be yeah. a video diary. But if yeah. you're going to say, can you say neurotoxins? First of all, if it's a video diary, why are you looking at yourself and saying, can you say this? Like, I don't know what she said to camera. Which, <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine it's Dora in her room on like a MacBook editing this stuff. Like, oh, here's my video diary. And she sees herself on the screen, look at herself and say, can you say neurotoxins? And she sits there in her room like, neurotoxins. Like, what? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Okay, Mike, fine. That, you're right. That doesn't make sense. But here's what does make sense. So we know that Dora was homeschooled by both of her parents who are both professors, uh, explorers, if you will. So what she has decided to do is that when she grows up, she is going to be a teacher of some kind. And what better way to teach children about the jungle than creating a video series starring her where she can interact with the people who are watching, even though they are not there to uh, interact back with her. Unless we have Dora the Explorer. The Nickelodeon TV show. That sounds so hammy. I I totally you imagine get, if your teacher did that. Ben, I totally get where you're going with that, but I also just want to point out that going off of Mike's point that this movie doesn't pick a lane with its humor. Um, this movie also just has a straight up drug trip scene in it. Yes, it does. Um, in which all of the characters are tripping on spores. Uh, one of them, one of them just takes off all their clothes. Like we see, we see a cartoon butt in this movie, a full cartoon butt Uh-oh. in this Endora the Explorer. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't care, but like, I just, I find it so weird that this movie has really stupid things like the dumb dances that she does at the, at the dance and like the bullies are laughing at her. Her name's Dora, more like Dorka. <laughs> and then you have a drug trip scene and Danny Trejo voicing boots. Well, Doug, they have to emulate a true high school experience. <laughs> I guess. I remember, I, my, I remember my days of high school when Danny Trejo in, encapsulated the voice of a monkey I had. <laughs> I, Wait, I, I don't think Talking about the the Dora canon, the things this movie does with boots, the backpack, the map, and Swiper are a little weird to process. There's <laughs> a lot there. There's yeah. and also surprisingly, the movie is a pretty severe repudiation on the homeschool system. I hate homeschoolers. <laughs> like very aggressively <laughs> for real like like there are some things that says they're good about homeschooling like you know like they're she's very close to her family but also when given the option to go to leave the public school that she's in in the big city and go back to homeschool she's like nah fam nah i'm going to public school i mean i think that was also because she made friends nah man it's a critique of the homeschool system oh, she's okay. going to public school okay Public school superiority, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners who were homeschooled, who were homeschooled, or are. You don't know the demo. Or are. So one thing that really drew me to want to watch this movie when it first came out was the fact that I saw that Danny Trejo and Benicio del Toro were in it. For no real reason, uh, Danny Trejo we mentioned earlier voice boots and Benicio del Toro voices Swiper the Fox. And that was really my entire reason for wanting to see this movie back in 2019. Uh, and I just wanted to see how wild and wacky it would get. You know, Ben, it's people like you that they wanted to reach out to when they, when they put these guys in. Well, Hey, they, they nailed it in my opinion. Uh, but Danny Trejo's like one line of, dialogue in this movie yeah is, that... it's my favorite scene in the entire movie <laughs> well, okay <laughs> just because it's of how so ridiculous and off the wall it is it's i don't even my, remember what he said <laughs> quote myself in our text thread um cinematic excellence yes. is what that scene is um 
Interstellar, I don't want to hear it. Get out of here. You know what? Dora, Dora. And Lost City of Interstellar, get off my wall. Dora, you're going up. I just, just and and Mike said this before we started talking to you, but like it's not even the fact that Danny Trejo <laughs> says anything in that scene. It's the fact that Dora's talking to Boots, a CGI monkey, and said monkey has this like thousand yard stare that says he has been through some stuff. He has seen the he has seen the the lowest of the low he has seen the low points of depravity amongst human beings it's also just great because you get this just like long build up and then it's just danny trejo's voice it's just so out (laughs) there trippy i mean like i get the point of the danny trejo thing and i i will say that the with benicia de toro surprisingly nailed nailed the casting made perfect sense because every time swiper has anything to say i just wanted a whole movie of swiper i just wanted to see swiper go to the grocery store and be like oh man cannot get the orange juice just like like just his like like his soft like accented voice just like muttering things like i told them the the moment in this whole movie that just made me (laughs) laugh the absolute hardest is this throwaway line where Swiper gets stuck upside down and then he goes, oh no, I'm stuck upside down. <laughs> and I just, I just, that was it. That was, all right. <laughs> That's the I, best line in the movie. <laughs> I, I also think it's worth mentioning the fact that um, that there's a moment in this movie where Swiper the Fox and Tamara Morrison um, uh, touch a poison dart frog and they both like uh, are paralyzed and like pass out. Um, we see Swiper after this moment, mm. and he's alive. We never see Tamara Morrison again. So, like, I fully expect that the man died. I mean, like, I mean, can, hey, canonically, that, it's, it's lethal. They said it in the movie. You say that. However, Tamara Morrison has in other films slash media universes not gonna say which ones come back from being dead from something that absolutely should have killed him i'm just saying spoiler alert for a highly marketed television show but okay (laughs) also pretty sure he showed up at the end there when that the queen of the tribe was that standing around oh maybe so i don't know but also like canonically it's it's a lethal dose like they didn't have to put that in the movie. The writers could have like written that out and like highly poisonous. No, when no. you see the frog, she says lethal. So highly. Well, lethal. it's also a kids' movie, so you can't kill anyone, and, and you know, it, sure. it, it, except for okay. the people that die. Then don't say highly lethal. Just say poisonous. Well, that would <laughs> like, make it sound threatening, you know. And that, that's sounds just so ridiculous. Much more threatening than poisonous. You know, th- it brings me back to like, I can't tell if this is genius or they just didn't know who their audience was because to, in a way it's, 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 some, it's some silly, downright silly genius. If you're saying something like it's lethal and then your people don't die. And then you got people like us who watch that and say, but they did die, but they were supposed to die. What? But it's funny. It's funny what they didn't, you know, it's like, what were we supposed to be entertained by that error? I think it was just the spirit of Benicio del Toro reviving Spiper the Fox. I guess, I guess foxes have like a natural immunity to these frogs. So. I mean, possible. that actually makes sense though. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, jungle foxes, foxes you know, well, often well, found. Well, foxes are closely related to dogs, right? And I mean, dogs have immunity to certain venom venoms. Yeah. See, this is the problem with this movie. This movie is about Dora, and it's just constant discussions about these random side topics. Because at a certain yeah. point, like sluice what? gates, sluice uh, gates, <laughs> like the ink and aqueducts that they talk about for a whole. Yeah, minute. how many facts they got to spit at us, monkeys? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you want to talk about a movie that doesn't know what their audience is? This movie, movie, this movie knew what it was trying to do. It said, okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do Dora the Explorer 
but in real life. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a movie for the kids. We're going to teach them some stuff. We're going to teach them some Spanish. We're going to teach them about some Incan uh, agricultural irrigation practices via sluice gates. We're also going to get in the teens in here. We're going to get in the, the random humor and the high school drama. And then we're going to get the adults in here with Danny freaking Trejo and Benicio Del Toro playing Boots the Monkey and Swiper the Fox, respectively. You know, what? what's in here for like the, the 60-year-old crowd? You know, what are um, they here for? Nothing. No, they're while they're throwing all these age ranges in here i mean danny trejo and benicio del toro's sweet sultry voices <laughs> what just because they're older men yes <laughs> no it's because they have sweet sultry voices I, I have a i have a bone to pick about sluice gates i'm just gonna be saying i'm gonna say in in the chat while we were watching the movie everyone was throwing around sluice gate because it was funny and blah 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 mm -hmm. But in the movie, I still, to this exact moment, for the life of me, do not understand why he said sluice twice, and she went, stop saying sluice I don't get what it sounds like. It sounds kind of like juice. I guess if you're really reaching, you could kind of maybe ham fist twist it into something that sounds a little grosser. But like, on its surface... It's just a term. Like I it's don't just it's like saying plumbing. Stop saying plumbing. Why it's right. plumbing. Well, I don't understand. Sluice is one of those gross words like moist, you know? That's why I said, like, just imagine something curdling in a moist sluice. Like that's gross. Stop talking about that. Stop I don't get like I I, I just don't have any connotation of grossness with sluice. It's just a it's a word. It's like saying oingo boingo. I don't words, know. Words are words. Word is word. And words can be gross. I'll wear that on a t-shirt. I'll wear that yeah. on a t-shirt. Words are words. Now I believe what Tristan I, said is word is word. Word is word. I felt bad for that actress as well. And I, I know we're gonna talk about the cast, but like I guess we could talk about it because she her whole job was to just be the worst mm -hmm. the whole time. And she is. She is. But like I get I, okay. I really wait, felt wait, the whole wait. time. Okay. Wait, 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 but I'll, okay, because because I was watching this, and like I said, you know, for some strange, <clears throat> ungodly reason, I've seen this movie like three or four times now. Um, uh, Jeff Wahlberg, who plays Diego, is dead in this movie. Like, I don't, I don't know that he was actually alive for the filming of this movie. Like, he is just, he just stands there lifeless, and then the minute that he needs to do something or say something, he's just like, whoa let me say words um okay rest of the movie nothing i i i i agree doug and several times with him speaking i don't know of any other actors that that do this i'm not a 16 year old okay i don't maybe people act like this in high school now but uh zendaya I thought of her several times and the way that she is in Spider-Man and says lines because okay, he, well, he gives the same delivery hold, hold, quite a hold, few times hold, as she does in Spider-Man movies. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Go um, ahead, Doug. I'm just going to say this. Um, this is a we stand Zendaya <laughs> on this podcast um, and, and I will not uh, take any uh, hatred of Zendaya on this podcast. And I, I actually thought Doug was, was about to say unpopular opinion and then say he didn't like zendaya no I, I will i'll come out with with tristan on this one it's not my point thing. <laughs> that's not, tristan's not he, saying that he hates zendaya didn't that's right i know he, look yeah look look i just wanted it on the record on the record of fact that is setting the skein mm -hmm. that doug gooden loves zendaya i just wanted that okay. on the record okay it's but tristan what, you, what you're getting at is like the way she plays a high school kid mm -hmm. That's kind of like, like the personality she plays, her character. It's like very the like, the above it all personality. Kind of. Like, yeah. And like not not like in a in a I turn my nose up at you sort of way, but just like a I don't even want to get involved with what you have going on right now type attitude. But yeah. I mean the, the mannerism that that specifically tipped me off is is when he would say things like um like like very 
quietly and monotone and like she does the exact exact same thing in spider-man movies um he's not wrong i mean which which, uh, maybe he watched zendaya and saw that and was like that's a high school thing i don't know or maybe that's just a thing people do and there's also i'm I'm asking i'm sure that there are people in high schools that are like that that just like the difference is yeah but i guess the difference is Zendaya knows how to play it off in a really likable way and it's all like in the facial expressions and like how she yeah. carries herself and like it feels really believable Jeff it feels like he's trying hand. yeah it feels like he's trying to be above it all and then you kind of get the sense that he was like the fifth understudy for the part and then there was a terrible accident and the first four guys died horrifically yeah and then he was just there and they're like all right you're up buddy and he's like oh um don't talk to me high, high school is hard yeah, 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 but it but my point is, is that it just makes me think like this movie is so steeped in stereotypes, like like they they use it as like like a shield almost, like oh uh, like my movie here, look stereotypes, like uh, you like those, right? You get it? Are you are you following me now? It's like well, it's because yeah, it's like the, like uh, so it makes me think like. The way that he acts is this stereotypical now? Is this how teenagers act? Like, is this? I don't know. I don't remember people doing that. I don't remember people being that apathetic towards life. But maybe, maybe so. It really does feel like they had like this plot. They're like, we want Dora to be there with her high school friends, and they think she's weird because Dora's a weirdo because we're doing this whole thing where we're self-aware now. And then they looked at the running time. The like all of her friends are like very trippy. Yeah, and it, it felt like they looked at the runtime and they're like, okay, we got about seven minutes to set this up. So yeah, they were just like, all right, let's just let's just like like drop the drop the claw machine and pick out three or four tropes. All right, there we go. Let's run. No, no time. So I don't think that the girl, I think her name was Sammy. I don't think she was very tropey, actually. I agree with that. I agree with Elijah. I actually of the of the cast of people who are not Dora, I think, or of the kids who are not Dora, I enjoy her performance the most. When she was introduced, she made us think she was going to be kind of the mean girl trope, but she's actually not, you know? She even, like, I clued into that when they all dressed up as their favorite um, star, Star. Mm -hmm. you know? And she dressed up as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right, right. I, I was like, okay, she's this is not Mean Girls. She's a different type of character. But know? they just did it with so much, like, they just didn't have, they put, didn't put any love in it, honestly. Like, there was no <laughs> love in that. No one cared. I. <laughs> they so, just said, hey, we, like, like Mike said, we got exposition. We got, we got 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let's get it out there. It's like that dude, the, the bad guy who was with them for half the movie. He's like, as soon as he meets them, he's like, exposition, like literally for like five minutes. He's like, mm-hmm. here's everything you need to know going on right now. And like, he just says it. And it's like, ah, <laughs> like, I, whoa. It's like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and you meet the NPC who serves us the plot. No. no. Listen, that's not that's not good storytelling. You don't just say, "Here's everything that's happening at once." Like that's, um, I, 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 I see where both of you are coming from. I think that she is not written with a lot of love. I don't think that there was much care really given to her as she was written. But I feel like, uh, hold on, let me get the actress's uh, name. Uh, I feel like Madeline Madden does a good job. Uh, portraying the character of sammy um also yeah. fun fact also fun fact jeff Wahlberg, who plays diego is mark Wahlberg's nephew didn't know that but interesting i i was not they were related i didn't think they would be but good to know i i didn't think they would be either but they are honestly i i would disagree with elijah i think she's extremely tropey she's queen bee in school that equivalates academic success with self-worth I've seen that a million times. It's just like a twist on like a Hermione or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I get the reason too, it but... worked for me, but the reason it worked for me is because like, like Doug is alluding to, the actress did a surprisingly good job with it. Like she was trying really hard to sell it in her own way. And like, I thought that part worked, but I, she's really tropey to me too. Like that well, part, rather. I, I get that. But she's, I don't think she is a queen bee type. I think she's another like just really 
self-conscious ordinary kid trying to survive high school like they all are supposed to be um or at least diego you know he's talking about like how hard it is to survive high school i think she's the same thing and i don't think the other characters really treat her like all that much of a queen bee um i think or maybe they do a little bit but just not as much as like other movies we've all seen and it seemed like it wasn't as much of that trope well they had seven minutes so like every character (laughs) she meets is a part of the team and we don't ever see people dislike her. We're simply told people don't like her and we just run with it. Like, I don't think I've, like, they ever talk to anyone else. Like, she's up, so she shows up to school with Diego. She meets Sammy and then she bumps into um, the guy, the other guy, whatever. The other Randy. guy, Randy. Ran- Randy. The nerd. And then that's it. It's just some variation of all of them together. I think there's a random guy that calls her Dorka. And that's it. That's the only other high school anyone who says anything in this movie. It's just like it's 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 like uh it's streamlined down to the absolute bone. Yeah, in really the first is. like first 10 minutes. It's like every single line is like if this isn't catapulting us into this jungle bit, into our like uh diet um Disney Plus version of Indiana Jones, then it needs out. We gotta move. And it's it's funny though like the first part where all this is happening it's funny i'm interested but like also i feel like my soul's being ripped into because half my soul is interested the other half my soul says this is awful why are we doing this why all the stereotypes like slow down give me something else you know well i I mean i think it's doing that to get to the actual plot of course because i mean like they make that i I agree with all of you like the first part of the movie it's tropey i think it's also kind of slow but like once i actually get to the jungle i think this movie picks up a lot i think also i think it's um i think it's really funny watching this movie back and seeing like that scene of dora with her grandmother um and it's like this is a really sweet scene although um we are never gonna see that grandmother character again like like she she has this one scene with like maybe five lines of dialogue and that's it that's it like she she gone just start in the jungle we don't need all this high school stuff you know what i mean the main adventure cut to it whatever i don't need like her sidekicks keep diego in there he's a cousin he's in the show whatever but like these other two people frankly i don't know why we needed them but do you know why we needed them do you know why we needed them tristan we need them for more dialogue no, they, we they, needed they were, them. They were great we, enough to flesh it out with just Dora. Well, hey, we, Randy needed to be in the movie we, because he can hold his breath underwater for seven minutes and he had to go open the sluice gate. And Sam... <laughs> and Sammy... Sammy needed to be in the movie because where would we be, Tristan? Where would be? Where would be? Where would we be in our lives as human beings if we did not hear the Oscar-winning uh, song "Time to Dig a Poo Hole"? <laughs> also, they needed really, someone yeah. to uh, rescue them out of their drug-induced state. You know, you know, Dora could have sang a song about her own poo. Okay. <laughs> Doors boots could open the sluice gate. Okay, freaking back. <laughs> I mean, he have? Could, could he have? Can he like, hold his? Can he hold his breath for seven could minutes? Backpack. I think not. Backpack's a character in this movie. I mean, they got talking fox. They got boots with Danny Dreho. They got like all kinds of <laughs> yeah, stuff. It's not exactly Just a stretch. The and the ma- it's not a huge stretch. Just do it. Just use the characters you've got like do better like come on why do we need all this other stuff because someone had to open the sluice gate <laughs> this movie's you know, so weird backpack could have evolved arms reached out pulled that dang constellation lever and that's a movie bam. i want <laughs> I, I want i want the backpack to come alive and it's vigo mortison he turns he's got, like, <laughs> speech. That's what I want. He turns into the Kool-Aid man and busts through the sluice gate. Uh, he, he gives this big speech where he's like, there will come a oh, yeah. die when all of you humans, there will come a time when all of you humans will wither and die and I won't because I'm a backpack. But today is not that day. And then he just saves them and that's the whole yeah, bit. He, yeah, he pulls a lever. 
Also, side note, um, just I, this is all over the place, but so is the movie. The they try real hard to sell the word explorer multiple yeah. times. They give the bad guys this time, they're like, aren't you a little explorer? And it's, it never works. It absolutely fumbles and never lands every single time. Yep. They're like, and I, I just find that funny that like there, there are a few base prerequisites for this movie that you need to do. And one of them is sell the explorer line. And it's absolutely not. Not at all. Like ever. We're not thieves. We explore. Isn't that we what the not. thieves did before they plundered? They explored oh. it. Well, hey, and also, they kept hunters. hinting at we're it. Explorers. They kept building up to it, but never once did they actually do that. Aren't you Dora the Explorer? Ever. It's such a missed opportunity, man. Yeah, I mean, honestly, writers in this movie should have probably like gone home and they and and quit quit their jobs put hire some new ones now this was this was like three writers like new writers they they hired the college humor guy who wrote the original adult script they hired the guy that they hire for any old run-of-the-mill nickelodeon movie like the pg master and then they they shoved them together but they had to write every other page and then they got a third guy who just makes like um he just graduated from college yeah he's just 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 like film student 101 so yeah and but they all write every third page they do not collaborate they do they do not see each other they wake up in the morning and they get handed the script so far they add a page they put it under the door it gets passed to the next guy that's this okay movie. okay so so there were three writers on this movie uh one is oh, oh would you look at that one is one is nicholas stoller who wrote such classics as zoolander 2 captain underpants the movie um forgetting sarah marshall and one of my top 20 and one of my top 20 favorite movies of all time the muppets 2011 um the other uh screenwriter uh one of the other screenwriter matthew robinson uh who wrote loving monsters and the 2020 golden parts for the 2020 golden globe awards and then yeah, I, I hold to this. You're just proving me right. <laughs> and then lastly, lastly, we have Tom Wheeler, who wrote Puss in Boots uh, and the Lego Ninjago movie. Michael, yeah, he's the PG master. Right. I, I right. told you. <laughs> I don't know. That's what this was. They, they rented a three-bedroom Airbnb with these guys in it. They said, <laughs> you have a week to make a movie. That can get at it. And they all hated each other, so they, they never all, talked. They all I think I believe the internet it. half the time. And you know, it's I can't figure out if I really, really want to criticize the writers or if I can't possibly, because I don't really know what they were trying to do. Because I feel like whatever it was, maybe they did it, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think they wrote a good enough script to make me laugh and want to see this movie more than once. So that's a win in my book. I mean, same, Ben, same. <laughs> I did laugh. I don't know if I could go for round two of Dora the Teenage Explorer, Indiana Jonesing with her pet monkey Smeagol through the jungle. That was a little <laughs> bit much for me. Yeah, yeah I actually both think of she the does creatures. a really good job, uh, like in the role as Dora. Oh, she kills oh, it. She's, oh, she's, she's great. She's yeah. great. Um, she's in... Uh, She's in another movie that I really like, uh, Isabella Merced. Um, she's also in Instant Family, which is a really like, like I'll be real with you, it's one of those movies that is like just absurdly sweet. Mm-hmm. But I really like. I think it's a. I think it's a likable enough movie. Um, she's not a bunch of like straight to TV stuff, but she's good. I I enjoy her uh, as an actress. She sold it. Yeah, like she she pretty much got the they got that part dead on but dora absolutely correct the the writing yes and no and not at all and all the way all at the same time i think they they did what they were trying to do yeah oh man this i I, it's hard to have feelings about what i just saw like it was just a it, it felt like um like i watched some some people improvise a movie before my eyes the whole time and oh, then they're like, so what do you think? And I'm like, I, it's, it's, I laugh sometimes. And sometimes it's just mad uncomfortable. It's just, I don't know. No one, no one asks you to put an improv sketch out of 10 
it's not a thing. So. Yeah, this this is how I feel about pretty much every movie Doug suggests us to watch. Okay. You know what this movie reminded me of? What's that? The um live action Scooby Doo with Sarah Michelle Geller. No guys. Because I mean, it was yes, like, but also yes. no. It's yeah. like they took a they took a kids' cartoon movie and uh and, and they made a live action adaptation and, and it was like explicitly marketed for kids like let's get the kids involved but then also when you watch it, it's like this is pretty weird for a kids movie i don't think that's what they were going for it's like you may you may have been advertising this to kids but you also knew that a bunch of adults were going to come and see it probably mostly adults and it did what it was trying to do <laughs> well it did fellas um if if anyone ha- does anyone have anything else to say? Oh, well, with I mean, that, go yeah. ahead. Oh, uh, uh, I guess I'd say they had Michael Pena, which I did. like. They did. He, had, he did absolutely nothing of value, but you know oh, what? He's a good are actor. Are you kidding me? That did you not he hear did. him? I definitely impersonating thought... the rave music. <laughs> I definitely found him funny in this movie. That felt like a like a they they were like improvise something, and then he did it, and they went. Uh, it wasn't great. We'll find something later. But then they didn't film anything else. So that was <laughs> I love that scene. I think that's hilarious. Well, with all that said, fellas, I think it's time to score this sucker. All right, Doug, why don't you get us started this week? All right. Look, I'm going to be real with you. I don't know why I'm the Sam Hill. I have watched this movie now four times. Um, but goodness i i really enjoy this movie i don't love it i don't think it is great but it makes me laugh and i've got to give it credit for making me laugh i'm gonna give this movie a 79 i feel the same way and i was gonna give it a 73 well i probably don't love it, love it as much as doug did because i don't feel like re-watching it i would re-watch it if i was in a room full of people who were down and i'd be like yeah sure why not i'm definitely not craving it right now but i did laugh yeah i mean i, I would agree with that so i think we am gonna go a little bit higher than doug uh just because i thoroughly enjoy this movie i'm gonna give it an 80 um, I don't think it's a great movie by <laughs> any stretch of the imagination, but I think it does a great job of making me laugh. And you know what? That's enough for me. Yeah, this is a really good movie to put on in the background at a party and people can look at it every once in a while and and laugh when they say sluice and then move on with their party, you know? And then look again and laugh when like they say poo poo, you know, or whatever. Um, so <laughs> I want to I want to give this a seventy. So come with me for a minute. Okay. You're on a cruise ship. On those cruises, they have these big screens, and they'll play these movies. Sometimes it's called movies by the sea because they're not creative. A movie to me that's like a 50 is like when I walk past and I'm like, I could take or leave. I'm not even going to stop. I'm going to get some ice cream, man. I'm, I'm here to vacation. I would stop for this movie for a little bit. And to me, that amount of time, I'd stop, I'd sit down, I'd watch it. I'd go, eh, and then I'd get up and go get my ice cream. And to me, all of that culminates, that experience. I, I played that exact scenario out in my mind when I was like, what do I rate this? And I took myself into that space. Now we can come back to our space. 60... Five. What I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. Right, I well, really uh, feel like, even though accurate. I gave it a 73, and I, I really feel like still this is about to get a higher overall average score than it deserves. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, See, I don't think so. You're right. Um, but after plugging that into our patented scoreometer, uh, we get a final score of a 73.4. So, uh, Elijah, you were almost what? right that's, on. That's what I gave it, but also part of me feels like that's not what it deserves. It's weird, this movie. It's like, it's, it's, 
I think this what movie was it trying is... to do and did it succeed? I don't know, but I chuckled. So 73. <laughs> I think this movie is far better than it has any right to be. Oh, 1000%. This movie that's, does not that's... have does not have any right to be as enjoyable of a movie as it is. That's probably true. So that puts this movie in about the same category as the Lego movie. Uh, that that makes me uncomfortable. So. <laughs> Uh, Lego right. movies in 80. <laughs> no, I think that's a good point, Elijah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think but, this has been a fun first uh, mystery month. Mystery month, is that what we're going with? Yes. First week month, of mystery right. month. Yes. Um, we a month in which movie. we watch mystery movies every Mis- week. March, mystery month, month, March. There you go. The three M's. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop. No, we'll, we'll do we'll do better. Michael's Mystery Month March. That's four M's. Mystery, mystery March. Madness. Mystery March. Mystery Month. Mike, mystery. I I do need to ask you something, Mike. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, would you say our movies are about to get better? Our experiences are about to get better, worse, <sighs> or weirder going forward? Yes to all of it. Okay, sweet. Yes to all of it. Jeez. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. Ben does not have another movie in Mystery Month, so you right. can take that off the table. I'll oh, tell you that. Well, we do that. Oh, people listening, Ben. But I no, like genuinely speaking, everything you said, better, worse, weirder, you were correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally am excited to see what the rest of this month brings us. And I hope you are too. Uh, you can keep up with all the cool stuff that we do on social media at Viner Media. You can find us wherever podcasts can be found. New episodes of Setting the Skin come out every Wednesday. And until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And I'm Michael. And this has been Setting the Skin. You guys have a great week.